Welcome back again, friends, to your daily Bible podcast as we continue working our way through the story. Now, this story started a long, long time ago. It started in a garden with Adam and Eve. And as this story has made its way to this point, as we transition into the New Testament and into this introduction of the person um, named Jesus Christ, we have to recognize realize that it's been 2,000 years since God made his promise to Abraham. It's been more than a 1,000 years since he promised David that the solution to overturn Adam's curse and Adam's sin in the garden was going to come through one of David's family members. See, every single story through the life of Israel, the nation of Israel, through the Old Testament, has been pointing towards this moment and this person, Jesus Christ. 353 Old Testament prophecies will be fulfilled that prove to us and give us confidence that Jesus Christ is the promised Messiah. One of them included being that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. See, God even orchestrated the Caesar of Rome, Caesar Augustus, to create this worldwide decree requiring every man and woman to go to their uh, hometowns in order to register for a census. Mary and Joseph don't live in Bethlehem, but in order for Scripture to be fulfilled and prophecy to be fulfilled, God has a solution. He brings Mary and Joseph to the town of Bethlehem. Now, today we're going to start in Luke chapter 2, but in chapter 1, Dr. Luke, the writer of this gospel, is going to tell us first the story of John the Baptist and his miraculous birth through his parents, Elizabeth and Zechariah, who are unable to conceive and who are old in age. God sends the angel Gabriel for the first time into the New Testament, where he tells them of the birth of John the Baptist, and then Gabriel picks up and goes to a woman, a girl, named Mary, and tells her that she too is going to have a baby, but her baby was going to be different. Her baby would be the long-awaited Messiah, the Son of God. And there wasn't going to be um, a man or a husband involved in this process. In fact, God himself was going to be the father of this child. Then Gabriel visits Joseph and tells Joseph about um, his arrangement with Mary and tells Joseph to marry Mary and to take care of her. And that leads us to chapter 2. So let's begin reading in verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judah, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified." But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. 
This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed that what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Okay, amen. What a momentous moment in the history of mankind. From the very beginning, mankind, humanity, the world has been groaning and waiting for this moment. The long-promised Savior, the Messiah, the Son of David, the King that would sit on David's throne and rule over all nations with truth and justice, the King of kings that would once and for all do away with the nature and the issue of sin that has marked us from the very beginning. And now he's on the scene. God himself stepped down from heaven to earth. And the angels and the heavenlies can't contain themselves. They're bursting onto the scene. We've never seen anything like this throughout the story of the Bible, where angels are filling the sky, singing praise to God, glorifying God for his wonderful plan, for his mighty uh, works. Jesus has been born and and the angels can't contain themselves. They've shouted out literally from the sky to the shepherds who go and see for themselves and report everywhere what they've seen. Friends, the birth of the Savior, the Messiah, changes everything. The whole story has been waiting for this moment and now Jesus is on the scene. But he's not a mighty conqueror yet. He's not a king sitting on a throne yet. He's a baby who requires parents, who needs to be fed and changed and cared for, who's fragile and needs to be loved and cared for by fragile, broken, sinful human people. Imagine Creator God stepping down from heaven and onto earth, and not just onto earth, but into an animal trough wrapped in cloth born to parents that are under scrutiny and even scandal for their pregnancy. And now Jesus enters the scene and life isn't going to go easy and smooth. They're going to be forced to become refugees, exiles, flee to a foreign land because they're being hunted to be murdered by the wicked King Herod, who's looking to destroy any one that would have a claim to his throne. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph have to flee away in Jesus' childhood to Egypt before eventually coming back home to Nazareth. The people were expecting a conqueror. The people were expecting their Messiah to ride victoriously and to slay their Roman captors and to set the people free and reestablish their grand kingdom. Instead, what they got was a baby. But let me tell you, friends, what God was going to do through Jesus Christ is far better 
than the people of Israel could have ever hoped for or imagined. He was going to deal with a far greater enemy than the Romans. He was going to deal with sickness, sin, and death, and the evil that has plagued mankind from the very beginning. Jesus was here to be a sacrifice, to be a lamb born for the altar of sacrifice that once and for all, you and I could be set free from sin. Let's pray. God, thank you for your wonderful plan. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you that he came and that he sits on his throne and that he's given us his spirit and that he's taken away our sin. Thank you that, Jesus, you made all of this possible, not by our ability or our wisdom or our works. You made it all possible. So today, you get all the praise. In your perfect name, Jesus, amen.